So you saw the title of this podcast and you clicked on it. And I'm pretty sure you thought to yourself, I wonder what kind of freaky, disgusting, nasty, kinky shit I could possibly learn today. And you know what? You are absolutely correct. But this podcast isn't just about sex. It's about things that I think are sexy. And who am I? Well, I'm your gracious host, V the Only Letter. And we're going to talk about a variety of topics on this podcast, like uh, politics, religion, sex, and smegma. Yeah, we're going to talk about dick cheese. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. And remember, you're sexy. It fits you a hell of a lot better than it fits me. Thanks. gentlemen boys and girls no no not boys and girls um <laughs> ladies and gentlemen welcome to the oh that sexy podcast i am your host v the only letter and i'm back with you again with another solo episode i want to give a big shout out to a r&b artist devin tracy i'm in a, such a good mood i was listening to some of his music this music is really really good if you like neo soul if you like music that makes you debate on pulling out that's the dude to listen to. I'm telling you, it sets the mood right. Everybody knows Neo Soul sets the mood right. The energy's good. Everything's flowing. It's all nice and smooth and sleek and sexual and vibrant. Yeah, everybody likes that. So, uh, if you want to, if you want to check that music out, uh, his name is Devin Tracy, and uh, you can check him out on on all platforms. Um, let's get into it. Drink of the episode, the Kragen. Now, this is a Black Spice Rum. I really want to shout out uh, uh, my boy, Jonathan, Johnny. He's been on the podcast several times, the very first episode, if you guys remember. Um, he introduced this to me in about 2014, 2015. And it's so funny that um, we just recently had a snowstorm because ever since I had this, I was drinking this bottle. I was sipping this thing while playing Assassin's Creed Black Flag. And uh, that was a that was a very interesting time in uh, in January when we had that snowstorm and he put me on to this. I tell you, I took about two shots of this thing, and I had enough of heat to help me uh, battle the cold, <laughs> help me battle the cold and shovel and take the snowblower and you know get out my driveway. And this was a really good rum. It's And the thing about it is it's nice and sweet. You don't really need to add anything to it. I mean, if you want to put some ginger ale or if you want to mix it with Dr. Pepper, oh, my God. This Dr. Pepper and DiSorono, holy shit. Um, damn, that's good. My dick almost came hard. So, the Kragen Black Spice Rum. I think a bottle is probably about maybe 24. If it's more than, if, if you got a 750 and it's more than about 35, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's really good rum. In fact, 
I am going to have a glass right now. I don't need your judgment. I realize it's in the morning. I don't need your judgment. What I need is your love. Judgment? No. Love? Yes. Now let's jump in. Today's episode is titled, No Checks, No Balance. Now, I am an American. I serve under the American government. There are seven branches of the government. There's three main ones, but in totality, there's seven. But let's focus on the three main. We have the legislative, we have the judicial, and we have the executive branch. Now, these three branches kind of make sure that there is a checks and balance. So there's one branch like the judicial branch that basically gets the law that the uh, legislative branch creates, boom, and they vote on it. And in place, there are provisions that stop one branch of government from taking over the other branch. And then there's another branch that takes control of that. So these three branches of government simultaneously make sure everyone is playing the game fairly. Even though it took us six months to pass out a $600 stimulus check during one of the worst pandemics in the history of this country and people are still dying. But hey, we're going to leave politics out of this, right? So we're now moving into a new realm where there are no checks and balances. There is no laws to govern. There is no one to watch. And the gatekeepers of this new land are the people that create it. What am I talking about? Social media. Now, there are several things that we love about social media. You can share pictures, share posts, ideas, grow with friends, reconnect with people that you haven't seen in years. And what do we do with it? We start websites like Facebook, Instagram. You have YouTube. Do you guys know how fucking important YouTube is? Half the shit that I do, had it not been for YouTube, I'd be fucked. And so what ends up happening is that you have these platforms that people can live out their lives and say the things that they want. Look, Twitter can give you the freedom to say whatever you want. They even have hashtag movements like Clitfest. Yes, C-L-I-T-F-E-S-T. And it's it's not what you think it is. Trust me, it's not. Let's go back to YouTube, right? YouTube has... 2 billion users daily, 2 billion people go to YouTube to get information, information that may not be certified. Speaking about certified, Pornhub just recently removed a lot of people who didn't have verified accounts to post porn. They were taking uh, certain videos, maybe old school videos or rare footage of certain pornographic uh, movie stars and they didn't allow that shit. A lot of people are jerking off to their catalog, not getting paid for it. So, but that's another topic for another day. But YouTube, they have over 37 million channels ranging from cooking, comedy, gossip to Trey Parker on fucking acid. Even disturbing videos like Freaky Soup Guy or Hug Me. I'm scared. Videos like that. All creating content for you to consume. But who checks them? 
if you ever seen the video, Don't Hug Me, if you've never seen it, I'll put it to you this way. I'm going to post this. If you've never seen Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, watch it. And once I post this on Instagram, you guys tell me what you think of it under the, the, the new episode post. Tell me what you think of that video. It will fuck your head up. So, no checks, no balances. What am I alluding to? People have the ability to be mouthpieces on these platforms. And the problem with being a mouthpiece is that no one does the internal work to know if they're incorrect about something. I remember I seen a commercial for a master class and it had um, the great physicist, uh, Mr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. And he said, you want to know a level of knowledge about a topic just enough to know that you know about it but not so much to know that you can be wrong and so basically what he's saying is you want to know about something to know I know about this I know what I'm talking about I've collected so much data about it but how can I be wrong can I be wrong is what I'm reading wrong can I cross-reference information to sit there and say this is a indeed a fact or is this something that we've constructed and now it's just became common knowledge? I'll give you a little example. You know what a scully is? It's a hat. You know what my mother calls a scully? A toe bobbin. Now, it's wide-range knowledge that a scully is called a scully. I did not know that. I always called it a toe bobbin. I never asked anybody what it was. I just knew what a toe bobbin looked like. And if I needed it, I was going to purchase a toe bobbin. Meanwhile, I go on Google to search toe bobbins, designer toe bobbins. Google, if Google had a face, Google face was like, nigga, what the fuck is a toe bobbin? Meanwhile, it's a scully. I didn't know that. My mom was my platform. She called it a nickname. You ever heard of the allegory in a cave? That's that. So now we have people that get on platforms and they preach something and they have a just cause. But there's not enough of the full, full, full spectrum of information. For instance, first topic, Governor Cuomo versus Mac Public House. Now, I live in New York City, okay? We have five boroughs. We have Manhattan, Queens, where I'm from, best borough in the world, Brooklyn, uh, Bronx, Staten Island. COVID-19 has hit our city in record fashion right um if you've ever been to new york city if you've ever been to and when i say new york city i really mean manhattan if you visited there and you're from out of town or you're from in town it doesn't matter i mean the city is always popping right it has everything from pizza to movie theaters broadway shows i mean you walk around you can catch herpes out of nowhere like it, it has everything right and it is a fucking ghost town now ghosts it has gotten so bad 
that in order for you to see the tree at Rockefeller Center, you have to drive by, stop the car. You have a five minute timer to look at a tree from your car. And drive on. That's how bad COVID has destroyed the city. Even to the parts where people are moving out in droves, companies are uplifting their 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 services and their base from New York City because they don't want to pay the high ass rent. They don't want to deal with that shit and they don't want to have another disease come around and decimate their whole staff. And they're moving out. Rent is starting to become cheaper in fucking Manhattan. It's changing. It is a ghost town. But onward to Staten Island. Staten Island has the highest transmission rate out of all five boroughs. Most of the deaths that have came from COVID-19 all originated in Staten Island. It is a little island surrounded by water where it only has one way to get on and off the island. There was a bridge. You can take the little uh, the little tugboat, the little boat. We call it a tugboat. It's a New York thing. But there's not that many places you can go in Staten Island. And unfortunately, that area has been decimated. The deaths are piling up by the hundreds. Now, let's get to Mac Public House. And I know Staten Island um, fairly recently. I have some friends that are out there and uh, we spend time together. Not as much, but I have some friends that are out there. But there is this bar. It's called Max Public House. And um, it's a popular bar. Very aware of where the bar is located. And they came up in the news recently as the symbol of defiance against Governor Cuomo. Now, Governor Cuomo is getting data saying that Staten Island is one of the worst areas impacted by COVID-19 and he wants to limit the amount of people that are making, you know, movements. And one of the biggest things that I think we've all missed is the ability to sit down and have dinner with your friends at a restaurant and just enjoy the company. You know, there's limited seating. There's no indoor dining. You can't do anything. The only thing you can do is buy your alcohol, go home, and house hop if you choose to. So a Staten Island bar had to shut down because it was violating its COVID restrictions. And their thing is, the transmission rate is low when it comes to restaurants. They may have a point. Keep the doors open. I have a staff of 10 people and I need to pay them. That is what one of the co-owners, his name is Danny Presti, has stated. He has families to take care of. Everybody does. I understand his sentiment. I understand where he's coming from. This is a owner. This is a business. This is his child. A lot of people look at a business as just a money grab. For some, yes. But for most, this is their baby. And they want to take care and make sure that their baby is being well looked after. So, he said, fuck the law. Now, if anybody knows me, I love fuck the law. Hate authority. I understand it, but I hate authority. 
But his sentiment is he's going to do what needs to be done in order to make sure that his business does not fold. He embodies the American essence of what makes this country the land of opportunity for the right people of color. Anyway, they started to hold protests at the bar. Chance of fuck Cuomo. Fuck Cuomo. Fuck Governor Cuomo. Rang off in the bar. On November 24th, the sheriff issued a summons and a closure. On November 27th, the State Liquor Authority, the SLA, suspended their license. They didn't give a fuck. They still served alcohol, boss. On December 1st, the police led Presti out of his bar. And on December 2nd, they held a rally in protest. Now, there was an artist named Scott Lovato. And um, he supported the defiance of Presti, along with some members of the Proud Boys. If you know, that is a uh, a conservative uh, organization. I don't want to say that they're Trump followers because I'm not I'm not going to. I mean, they're a conservative organization, so they're going to follow whoever the, the Republican majority leader is um, if they like them. And there were hundreds of people December 2nd chanting out, fuck Cuomo. Hundreds, hundreds. You had to you had to see it. It was on the news. Hundreds of people outside of a public bar drinking in the middle of the street in New York City. This is not New Orleans. The cops catch you drinking in the middle of the street. You're getting a fucking summons right there. Right? Fuck Cuomo. They even started a GoFundMe and they raised over $100,000 for Presti. Not for Presti, but for the cause. And I, I would assume in turn, Presti took that money and paid his staff as he should, because that's what a boss does. Is it? Did you know after that stunt, um, Staten Island had a 4%, which would sound small, but it's really not. They had a 4% infection rate of COVID-19. That stunt increased him to 6%. Now, you mean to tell me that 200 people or 150 people, 250 people gathered at a bar and they increased the infection rate from 4% to 6%. Do you know you're infecting the people that you choose to serve alcohol to? What about your platform? How great is your platform, really? You have people thinking that you're a leader of the free world. And in certain rights and in certain facets, you are. But at what cost? For public health? To serve alcohol? Is it, is it just defiance? Is it fuck coronavirus? It's not going to kill you? But it's killing people. And it's hurting people. Yeah, I'm all for freedom of speech i'm all for fuck the police to a degree but there's a time when you need the police not everything is all about your civil liberties it is about doing the greater good there was a thing about masks masks don't protect you mask is gonna get you a higher infection rate if you wear a mask it's like the same thing no bro it is there to protect you everyone wearing a mask is a precautionary 
thing. It is not about you and what you want. It is not about you. It is about the greater good. And you're going to have to make sacrifices for that greater good. Your platform was the internet and everyone championed championed you. You had money for it. You had the support of the Proud Boys, which is impressive. You have independent artists that are going out here. Making art in commemoration of you. So how does this situation end? You want to hear something crazy? So, Presti decides to name this an autonomous zone. Basically, a land of no laws. After Governor Cuomo declared his area a orange area. And if you don't know what the color codes are, please look up your New York City COVID-19 color codes. Orange is pretty fucking high. So two cops on December 7th, I believe, approached Presti. And they wanted to speak to him. Presti decides to get into the car, drive off as the police are trying to stop him with a police officer holding on to the car for dear life. And he drives 100 yards. That is the shit you would see out of a movie. This is after a, this is during, sorry, not at, during, this is, sorry, not after. This is during the protest. This is during the protest. Let me read a statement uh, from Governor Cuomo. Remember, fuck Cuomo. Let me read a statement. Governor Cuomo starts off a couple of primary New York values. One of them was you don't assault a police officer. They are defending a person who drove his car into a law enforcement officer, drove 100 yards with law enforcement officer clinging onto the hood for his life. And that's who they're championing. That's who they are championing. Someone who attacked a law officer. You don't attack the NYPD. You don't do it. They put their life on the line. You don't attack a law officer who is doing his or her job. And when you have someone who drives their car into someone, could have killed them, hospitalized them. How dare you? What signals are you sending when you glamorize that type of behavior? Yeah, that's right. Run over the police. What? Where did they do that? What? Congratulations. You've represented your people well. More have died. Go back and campaign. We went from the lowest death rate into in the city to the highest death rate in the city because of my advice. Congratulations. It's repugnant to the values of any real New Yorker. You never assault a police officer. The bar was served with over $50,000 in fines, which is probably tears in a bucket. But because that man drove that officer and put that officer in danger you know that motherfucker ain't gonna see the light of day right Mm-mm. fuck Cuomo drove a cop if that cop would have died the whole family was gonna feel that pressure who are you championing who are you championing at the end of the day Now, here's the thing about this. 
the cop thing doesn't get me. I understand why there's an angst against cops, especially New York City cops. I get it. I know a few close people in my life that are police officers. They get it. That doesn't get me. What gets me is the point you want to make despite the people that are suffering. That's that's where I'm at. How narcissistic can one be to say that this is more important than the lives of the many? We have to be careful about who we decide that we want to champion to be our voice and our representation. I'll give you another one. Now, I am very pro-male. If you have not heard on this podcast before, I believe in men's rights. I believe in men's sexuality. I believe that men should have absolutely enough of space to explore all their freedoms be it relationships, be it business, be it themselves. They should be awarded with the kindness and generosity and, and, and empathy that I think our counterpart sex embellishes in. I think men deserve to have more men appreciation days. I think there needs to be more promotion of places that men can go when they feel like the world has completely dejected them. I think a lot of our men that are out here are lost and they feel as though they don't have a purpose or a drive and we get caught up in so much bullshit in trying to make, I guess, a point about our masculinity. And this, this isn't toxic masculinity. It's just trying to figure out where the fuck you place yourself in life. So, of course, going through YouTube, you're going to find some people that champion this idea. And you're going to find more people that are on the opposite. Now, I stumbled upon a video. Shout out to my boy from uh, Mediocre Tutorial. Um, I really like that guy's uh, uh um, work does a really good job and there's a video that's posted um I don't want to let me get the right information because I, I'll post it and I'll post it when I when I release this episode but I want to make sure that I get the right name of the um of the YouTube video so give me a minute let me check this thing out So boom, I found it. All right. It is by a YouTube channel called Heels Off UK. Well, it's just Heels Off. And it's f- five women. Uh, the host, I think her name is Rita Balgoon. Oh my God. She is, she is like the most adorable fucking thing. So goddamn cute. And um, the, the, the title of it is Are Men Trash? And sorry, the title is, does the term men are trash have a positive or negative impact, right? Now, to all my men that are out there, calm down. 
I know what you're saying. To all the women that are listening, pump your brakes. We're not going to do any man bashing over here. Um, What I will say is, I'll post the link of the video below. But on the left side of the video, you have two women that are saying, I understand what this title means, but are men really trash or... Or just only a certain few of men are trash. And on the right, it's all men. It's two women are all men, and they're all trash. Now, this video has 23,195 views. They have over 507 thumbs up and 332 thumbs down. So it's kind of pretty close. This isn't something that's completely shared across the board. What are we saying here? If you would watch the video, the two men on the right completely, completely tear down every aspect of men. Men are trash, rape culture. All they want to do is take advantage of you. All they want to do is break you down mentally, emotionally, spiritually. All they want to do is destroy women. And the two on the on the left are just saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Now, hold up. There are good men out there. The two on the right, there's no such thing as good men. Now, it just seems like women are just, in this video, just going at each other, just arguing. Now, but let's, let's take it one step further. Let's just say the Heels Up podcast blows up. And they managed to get a million people to look at their channel. Out of that millions of people, how many people you think is going to relate to the people on the right? How many millions of people you think would sit down and enjoy the sentiment of men are trash? They should say that. Women should say that. It even got to the point where they should put it on a t-shirt and wear it. Men are trash. Men are trash. You were born from a man. He gave you life. Men are trash. Now, again, we're on this platform. Who are we preaching to? What are we saying? There was so much content in that video. I can't really break it down. But the one thing that really disturbed me was one girl had stated that my brother's a feminist and he has tried to inform other men of some of the plights that women endure. And for us to gain an ally and a male is such a big responsibility on women Because it helps change the so-called culture. You know what was that met with? And? He's a man. He's trash. I am trash because I was born with a dick. What are we saying? Who are we championing here? What is the point of having an opinion if you are just only going to tear down every single person who does not believe in what you're saying? 
It is not always the loudest person in the room who's the one that's right. We have to be careful about who we put on these platforms. We have to be careful about who we try to put as the pinnacle of what needs to be said in order for the world to push forward. Because I want it to be pushed forward. We need to go forward. Make America great again. How? What the fuck? When was it great? It wasn't great for everyone. But it can be. All men are trash. How does this help men? How does it help a young boy that has no idea how beautiful manhood could be? The wonders of exploring his mind, his soul, his body. But men are trash. What world do we live in? We put people in platforms. For them to be the preacher that we can fucking follow. And you have to stop. You have to stop it. What are we saying to our youth? What are we saying to the people that come up? What are we saying about our fucking selves? What are we saying? We believe this bullshit? Yeah, it feels good. Men are trash. Yes, you got dumped by a guy. He cheated on you. Yeah, he's wrong. Men are trash. No, they're not. The man that you dated is trash. And to the other side, all women suck. All they want to do is get your money. No, friend, you dated the wrong one. Go see my episode about car shopping. It's your choice. Be careful of the idols that you worship. You might become a speaker box for them. And it's no longer your words. They got you wrapped around their little finger with your emotions. And you don't even know how the fuck you got there. Be careful. Be careful of me. Be careful of your podcasters. Be careful of the music you listen to. Be careful of the news you watch. Be careful. Be careful of what you take into your brain. Be careful that it's something toxic that you're taking in, whether it's physical, whether it's the food that you eat, or it's mental, or whether it's the information you take in. Be careful of that. Remember, you decide what you want to listen to. So if men are toxic, that's because somebody fucked you over. They fucked you over. They didn't fuck the world over. Be careful of the idols that preach to you. Because they just might be false prophets. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. If you like this, please. Uh, if you're listening to this on Apple, Spotify, Google, um, Stitcher. I'm on Stitcher. If you're listening to this, please give me a likes. Uh, YouTube, give me a likes, a thumbs up, a great review, five stars. It really would help promote the podcast forward. Uh, I just want to thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of this ride. And remember, 
you're sexy, it fits you a hell of a lot better than it fits me. I love you. Be safe. And happy Christmas. Or Merry Christmas. Is it happy Christmas or Merry Christmas? It's Merry Christmas. This rum is on Ted. Merry Christmas to you all. I love you and I appreciate you. And thank you so much. Uno. Thank you so much for listening to the All That Sexy podcast. Again, I think I said it. I'm pretty sure I said it. Well, it doesn't matter. You guys love me anyway. You can find me on all social media platforms at V-T-H-E-O-N-L-Y-L-E-T-T-E-R on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You already know all that shit. You can also follow the podcast on the same social media platforms and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes, new insight, new intellect, and of course, new debauchery on the SoundCloud. Links will be posted to all respective platforms. I love you all from the middle of my heart, like right at the left atrium, like in that middle area. That's where I love this. Please like, share, and subscribe. And remember, stay sexy. You don't want to waste one. Girl, you know you got the remedy. And baby, you and I make synergy. And I can see it in your eyes. Ooh, shorty, I can see it in your eyes.